You're listening to Direction with David Caldwell, a podcast committed to helping you grow your real estate business. Hey, everybody, we're back today with like my best friend, Janet Miller. Um, We're going to talk today about what we think every agent team leader needs to focus on as we're going to go into conference season, right? There's going to be lots of educational events. People are going to be flying around the country to go to. Uh, Janet has her handful. I have my handful we're going to. We're both speaking at Tom Ferry Elite Retreat at the end of the month, at the end of the episode. We're going to talk and maybe give a little teasers of what our talks are going to be about. But before we get to that, we're each going to give like our top three kind of coaching scenarios we give to our clients before they go get on airplanes and go to these environments to learn or some people just go to these environments to party but we're going to give our takeaways on what we think you should do as you go to a real estate conference in 2023 awesome yeah so so might, yeah, yeah go ahead. i was just gonna say events are so much fun on so many levels right you learn things, you have fun, you network with people. We also know that it can be like a complete fire hose of information, yeah. right? And I, what you and I do the same is that we have a conversation with our clients to say, hey, before you step in the door, this is what you need to, this is what you need to be focused on, right? So do you want me to give you my number one thing? You kick us off. Give us number one. One of my favorite quotes is education without implementation is purely entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Education without implementation is purely entertainment because have you ever been to a conference and you walk out and you're like, yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Okay. But what are you going to do about it? So what I always like to coach my people on, and we're about two weeks out from elite retreat. So I'd say two weeks mm-hmm. before you go to any event is get really clear on the top two to three things you want to get out of it. So go back to your business plan, go back to your goals for the year and look at what's the system I wanted to implement? Who did I want to hire this year? What did I want to figure out? And then make sure when you're listening to the speakers, when you're picking your breakout sessions or whatever it is, you you remember those. This is the problem I want to solve. And this is what I'm going to go to. Right. So then when you hear all these great things from the speakers, you're either going to go. That's exactly the problem I need to solve or interesting idea, but it's not what I need right now. Let's put it in the parking lot. So that's my number one. Get really clear on what you want to get out of it. Yeah, my mine's similar because one thing you hear all the time is people go to these events and they come back and they're totally overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. But you said a key thing is you already have your plan. So that's something that I focus on too with my clients is we already have our plan. So we're not looking at changing our plan after we go to a conference. We're not looking at changing our plan after we read a book. We're not interested in changing our plan after we do these things, but we're looking to enhance our plans. So what's the one or two things that I can bring back to place into a lead pillar that's actually going to move me forward? You know, one of the most challenging things as a coach is someone coming to a coaching call being like, I read this book And they want to change all their habits. They want to change their plan. They want to change these things. And sometimes you have to be like, hey, look in the mirror. You're really successful. Uh, What can we take from that book to make you better instead of completely trying to change your life? And don't you think that people often forget what they said was in their original plan? 
Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I, I think know, I know I do, unless I go back and I read what I wrote down, I'm like, Oh yeah. I was one of those agents for a long time. And then I don't know what year it was. It was maybe 2015 or 2014 when, when my business really, when it went from like a hundred sides to 200 sides, um, I started carrying my business plan in my briefcase. Mm-hmm. So like if I was getting stuff out of my briefcase, I had to see it. Now I just, I have an easier hack. It's like literally up in front of me. Like I have a one sheet compressed version of it where I have to look at it every day. My admin has to look at it every day. We have it up around the office. So people have to see it every day. It's like right above the printer. So it's impossible not to see. Um, but yeah, people, people forget about their plan. And I think that's why they squirrel when they read X book or they go to X conference. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I love that you keep it in your briefcase. I actually have it written as an Asana task Mm -hmm. that I like my, my annual plan. I read every Sunday to remind me. And then I read my quarterly plan every morning and I read my personal goals every evening. And I need in I have life. I have my goals that I wrote that I the things I want to accomplish between 40 and 50 literally on top of my dresser right now like they're like if I'm grabbing socks or underwear here's my list is sitting there looking at me in the face yeah. so um let's go to number yeah. two so but that was interesting we're pretty much aligned yeah on number one right so that's obviously sure. key 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 to success um the other one is, I say, what are you wearing? I know that sounds funny, but I actually literally mean, what are you wearing so you are memorable so people remember what market you're in? Because one of the amazing things about going to an event is you can bring your, your sorry, you can build your agent referral network, right? So what are you going to wear so I know that you're in Portland or you know, what's the meaningful conversation you want to have with somebody so they remember when I need a referral in Portland, you're my guy. So whether it's a T-shirt that has about your area, maybe it's a button or just what are you handing out? Like a lot of people have business cards designed specifically for referral networks or and for um, events because it's amazing how many people hand out business cards and it says Janet Miller. One, two, three Main Street. Awesome. What city or state or province is that in? So make sure you're being memorable about what market you're in. You make me feel like I should have like a Hillshire umbrella or something. Um, You know, what's so funny about what you're wearing is there's a gal on my team that used to be like a manager at Nordstrom in the men's department. And last night I was like, hey, can you like come to my house? And like, help me pick out what I'm going to wear at a late, like when I speak or because I always get like, so in my head over like, you know, I just wear white shirts and blue jackets like most guys and then T-shirts. So it's not going to be hard to pack. But, you know, you're right. You you want you want to be comfortable. You want to stand out. You're going to sit in a cold room. You want to be comfortable. Right. But mostly, you know, you want to be yourself. Um, my number two would be you can't go to everything. So you need to choose what you go to. Because you can get stuck flying around the country, going to all these conferences, and then never have time to execute. You know, one thing when I was just a full-time realtor that was really important to me was once a quarter, I chose a conference to go to. And it didn't have to be real estate industry specific, but I would only go once a quarter. Um, Now, 
I'm still a realtor. I'm still selling, but I'm also a real estate coach and I have more obligations. Um, now it seems like almost a monthly thing, but there's a, there's a lot of opportunities. I could go to something. It feels like every week or every other week. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably do somewhere between, you know, nine and 12 events this year. And it's hard to decide which ones to go to, but you need to really make sure that if you're taking time away from your business, you're taking away time from your families, your hobbies, your goals, if you're going to interrupt, interrupt your routine, that you're selecting the right thing to go to. You know, a lot of people have bookshelves of books they've never read. I mean, truthfully, some of the books behind me, I've never read. Uh, what's the point? You know, maybe I'll get to it eventually. But a lot of people go to these conferences, they take a book full of notes, and they never do anything with them. What's the point? Make sure, you know, where you're going, why you're going. And like, don't go to too much. Don't go to nothing, but don't go to too much. It's about quality. And you know what else you said that makes sense too is because, you know, you're running a brokerage, you're a coach, you're a dad, all these things. Get these things in your calendar right away. So if you, if you know it's a possibility that you may want to go to that event, get it in the calendar right away. So when you're booking your family vacation, you're like, oh, I wonder if I can adjust. Or more importantly, get the family vacations in there first. And go, you know what? I can't go to that event. My family commitments are locked in, but just get them in well in advance. And I like what you're saying too, is decide what you're going to go to quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. And what I actually do at the beginning of the year, I think about what events do I want to go to? I might not know the title of the event, but I know I want to go on a, to an event that ups my leadership game or ups my marketing game. So then when you see these events presented to you, you look at it and you think, you know what? That's absolutely the one that I need to go to. Yeah, look, there's something I kind of want to go to at the end of February. Like I want to go to it. I feel like it'd be important for me to go to. But there was a UFC fight that was announced yesterday. And I want to go to it more. And I can't go to both because of commitments with my with my kids and one I kind of want to go to and one I really want to go to for me you know one is one's for me it's it's what I want to do to have fun to treat myself for my hard work the other ones work you know I'm gonna choose the one for me if I'm able to get tickets you know I'm gonna have to be able to get tickets to make that choice but yeah when we're putting things in our schedule you know, family hobbies, things like that. Um, it's not cool to be a workaholic. There's so many people that I know that think they're so awesome because they make twice as much money as the average person in the marketplace. They just don't recognize they work twice as many hours. That's not cool, right? Mm-hmm. Make twice as much money working less hours and do the shit that you want. But if you're like working twice as many hours and make twice as much money, like you're a bozo. Yeah. So, okay, let's go to takeaway number three. So my takeaway number three is who do you need to thank? So before I sit, step foot into an event, I make a list of one to 10 of who I'm going to send thank you notes to. And it could be a speaker that I listen to. I might not even know that speaker, but I'm going to send him or her a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or email or something that just said, thank you. Thank you for your presentation. This is how it was helpful. 
right? So I, or maybe there's someone on the events team that made your experience really memorable, mm-hmm. or maybe you sat beside someone at the event and you had a really interesting conversation with them. Yeah. And so after the event, send out 10 thank you notes, whether it's a handwritten note, whether it's um, a message on social, whatever it is, paying it forward is just a good thing to do. Yeah. So, well, thank you notes. Yeah. It, it just like b- focusing on building the relationship for like agent to agent referrals or whatever it is. Um, we don't talk enough about this in real estate coaching, but high probability like doing a high probability act activity to get a transaction agent agent to agent referrals is almost always in the top five sources of how someone finds their agent. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost as high as online leads. Mm-hmm. So it's an important task. It's high probability. It's much higher probability. You'll find a client that way than by posting a reel and having someone you've never know or never met reach out to you actually. So it's, it's high probability lead generation if you look at it that way. And it's your job. Like when you go to these conferences, you're on the clock, right? I think that's what people forget. Like my third takeaway, which uh, I think is really logical, but and it's kind of silly, actually go. Like you have to actually go to the conference. I was telling Janet before we started when we were making our list, um, I went to a conference with two gals from my team. And it was awesome because their relationship really got built when we went to the conference. But one day they just left and they went shopping for handbags all afternoon. Like they just went, we flew to Las Vegas to go to a conference and they spent one day basically shopping. And one of the people I pay a salary and the other person is just on the team. But I was like, okay, well, that's fine. They had fun. It's culture stuff. I don't know. I'm sure they would have learned some stuff if they would have gone to the conference because we did pay like $800 for the tickets. Um, It was great for them. But did it move? Did it move them forward in their careers? Not like when we just went to the team event in San Diego where they were fully engaged. They didn't leave to go shopping. We went to dinner with people from the event. Like no one drank and got hungover. Like we were there like to learn. I mean, they have both completely leveled up since coming home. And maybe that was the quality of the conference. One engaged them and one one didn't. Um, But we basically had a really expensive shopping trip. You know, like we went to no, but we spent a lot of money. And then we went to San Diego and we actually just like, we learned, right? We were, like we all in. Yeah. So I we, take, we were engaged. So th- there's, for me, there's two parts to what you've said is when you go, actually go, right? Hey, if you want to go shopping, build, arrive a little earlier, stay a little later. But if you've made the commitment to go, actually stay inside the room. The other thing I would say tied into that is be present. Like, Physically being in the room is the first step, but don't be on your phone the entire time. Yeah. Treat it like a client meeting. Treat it like a coaching call. Treat it like something where you're like fully engaged and and return your messages, return your texts, do your Instagram reels, post all that kind of stuff on the breaks. Don't be like listening to the speaker, yeah. capturing a photo and posting it right away. Be present. Yeah. You know, my favorite quote is what you do today is important because you're exchanging a day of your life for it. 
And if you do, if you look at everything through the lens of that quote, I think you'll probably do everything better, right? Like when, when I'm exchanging my time with my children for a conference, I'm in the conference so I could earn a certain amount of money when I leave the conference or better myself as a human. So I could be a better father for my kids or a better coach for my agents or, you know, whatever, right? Like, um, what you do today is important because you're exchanging a day of your life for it. Okay. So we had easy takeaways. Let's talk about your talk. We'll give a little teaser of my talk and then, uh, we'll have a good Sunday. Awesome. You go first. I went first for the list. So tell okay. me about your talk. So, so my talk, I'm excited because I actually get to talk about scale and leadership where mostly I talk about marketing. You know, I'm trying, trying hard not to be a one trick pony, as you know. Uh, what I'm most passionate about is leadership and I love helping people scale teams. So I finally get an opportunity to talk about that. I'm going to have um, Kevin Sturdivant, who I coach participate in that talk with me. So it's kind of going to be, I don't know, like we've talked about maybe being almost like live podcast style, but we know the things that we're going to talk about. Um, he'll have some great stories. He'll talk about his business. You know, his team closed and pending did around 500 million in sales in 2022. Um, I mean, personally, he's just, he's a beast. If, if you look up Kevion on Instagram, um, He's like a real inspiring guy, but just selling real estate at a really high level. Um, we're going to talk about vision. We're going to talk about developing your leadership skills and that how that's an ongoing thing. You know, one of the things I think is missing in, in real estate is, you know, you can coach and mentor your agents on your team and you can really build them up through skill transfer and, and development, which you and I both know not every team leader does that. Like you can really help people get their goal faster. And that's real leadership versus there's these teams where we go, here's the CRM, here's the expectation, here's the leads. A sales meeting is essentially just yelling, right? Or, or barking orders. And that person, um, that's an endorsement. There's team members that are endorsed by your team, but they're not being led. So that's something we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, um, you know, the skill of accountability, sales skills, you know, what do you need to scale, right? Um, an organ is an org chart. An org chart is literally how I delegate, right? If you're going to go from 500 million to a billion in sales, you have to have an org chart. If you want to go from 3 million in sales to 30 million in sales, you are going to have to have an org chart. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a conversation about leadership. It's going to be a conversation about scaling, but what's going to be nice is there's going to be stories of growth intermixed in it through Kevin's business and my business. And I just think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a cool talk and it's going to be cool to kind of introduce a new personality to the Tom Ferry scene. Cause Kev's never spoke at a Tom Ferry event. I know it's going to be good. Here's how I know it's going to be good. Well, first of all, you're a phenomenal speaker and a phenomenal leader. You and I spoke, well, we spoke multiple, we speak multiple times a week, but I can remember about a month or two ago being on a phone call with you or I know maybe we're even on zoom. And I said to you, Oh, you want to know who like the coolest guy on Instagram is right now in the real estate industry. And I pulled up his, Kevin's profile and you're like, 
oh yeah, I coach him. I'm like, oh, of course you do. Like I had no idea that you were coaching him and I don't even know him, but I, there was just, I was drawn to him, just his style and his approach. And he's one of these guys who's just like the video. I don't know anything about his marketing team or his videographer, but you're just drawn in to understand who he is. And so if I can be drawn in that much by following him on social, yeah, it's just going to be at a whole other level sitting in the audience and listening to the two of you speak live about it. I think it's going to be it's phenomenal. Gonna, it's going to be fun. And I, I joke like he's so much cooler than I am. You know, like he's just, he's, he's cool, but he, you know, he's, he's a great guy. He's a great storyteller. He's super inspiring. He has no ego, which I love. Like we both are going with the same intention that we want, we want people taking notes. We want to give like really tangible takeaways and we want to give people like at any skill level, at any level of production, a takeaway that's going to transform their business if they're willing to implement it. And, you know, we're not going to like be trying to create like some magic wand scenario. Um, you know, it, it's going to be one of those. I, I hope it's going to be one of those really hard hitting back to basics conversations, the things we know that we need to do, but maybe Kevin and I are just able to articulate it in a way that it finally resonates and puts someone into action. That's the hope. As a speaker, Tell me what, what you feel about this. As a speaker, to me, the greatest gift is when someone reaches out to you a week later, a month later, a couple months later and says, hi, I listened to your talk at whatever about that topic and I implemented it and this is how it has helped me. Like some of you don't even know reaches out to you and says that they put into practice a specific tactic that you shared and they implemented it and it worked. Like, I love yeah. that. That, that, that's, that's the whole goal, right? And maybe we should seed this in because it's just kind of a pet peeve for me. And I know you might not agree with this, but there's a lot of people that make these goals to speak at events. And I hate that goal actually, because I think if you become so good at something that you're so undeniable, you're going to get asked to speak at something. And then what you really want, like, as a speaker, quote unquote speaker, is you want that interaction that Jana just talked about. You know, I think about always like, who am I speaking to in the room? I'm speaking to the person in the back of the room that can't afford coaching, that could barely afford to get to the event. And I want to give them something that's going to be worthy of that sacrifice that they can go implement. Well, by the way, the person in the back of the room that can barely afford to be there is the team member of the team leader, right? Like it, that should be able to resonate with everyone throughout every audience. But really like I'm always trying to speak to that person that like had a claw and fight to get there because they're the one that's actually going to reach out to me and say mm -hmm. this happened. And it is, it's, it's so meaningful when that occurs. Um, I, I, you know this about me. I don't actually love speaking. That's not one of my goals. Um, but one of my goals is to help a lot of people. And right. and it's a it's a great platform to reach a lot of people and, and make it's it. Way, it's the way to scale impact for sure is speaking. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm with you. Okay. Tell me about your, your, your talk. 
So my talk is about getting gritty and being gritty. Here's my prediction for 2023. There's going to be three distinct outcomes for real estate businesses this year, because this is going to be a tough market. The business is either going to survive, it's going to take a complete nosedive, or the business is going to thrive. And the businesses that thrive in 2023 are the ones that are run by agents that are gritty, right? Agents that are gritty. So I've developed an analysis tool to see how gritty you are. There's 10 things that we're going to go through and you're going to scale yourself on each of these things from a scale of one to 10 and you're going to come up with your score mm -hmm. and you're going to see how gritty you are. And I've done this with about a hundred agents so far since the beginning of the year. And they've said it has been incredibly valuable for a couple of reasons. One, it's, it's given them a, just a really clear list of tactics of where they need to improve. Right. And as a coach, it's great because I can see at a deeper level what their strengths and their weaknesses are. Yeah. So we're going to go through this list and they're going to come up with their number of how gritty they are. And based on that, they're going to know if their business is going to thrive, survive, or nosedive. And it doesn't, if you get a low score, it doesn't mean you're doomed. All it means is the habits you have in place right now, you're at risk for just surviving or nosediving. And, but you're going to be able to know this is exactly what I need to work on. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be people in the presentation, in in the, the breakout session, who are really high on those different variables. So we're going to hear firsthand from agents who have succeeded mm -hmm. at one of those variables. Because there's going to be, here's the thing about coming up with your score. You could be like way up here on some variables and really low on others. For sure. Not the clarity. And as team leaders, the team leaders I've done this with have said that they're going to start implementing this tool and use it as part of their onboarding process, right? Or part of their quarterly reviews. Yeah. Because then you look at it and you go, oh, okay, here's what I want to work on. It's almost like when you go to, you hire a new fitness trainer, a new health coach, and you do an assessment in the beginning, right? You look yeah. at your flexibility, you look at your strength, you look at your measurements. It doesn't mean that it's you're you're doomed to be terrible. It means we've got to change your habits and here's the things that we want to work on. So you build strength in all areas. So yeah. it's fun, it's interactive. I'm super fired up that I have the opportunity to share it with a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, I love that because what I like about things like that is it could be like, okay, like here's something I'm good at that I still have room to improve. But man, here, here's this big weakness that maybe I didn't know that I had that I can work on, right? Or this one skill that I can lean into and get better at. I was, you know, reading a book this morning and I have this new hobby and I'm really into this hobby. And um, now I'm like reading a book about it every day, you know, and I almost like posted a picture to kind of like highlight my current obsession, <laughs> but I can quite think about, I'm like, ah, I don't really want to do that. But I was thinking about how like, you know, here's something I'm really bad at. And I like that one of my habits that I have is when I'm bad at something, identifying what I'm bad at and studying it to get better. 
Right. Like I'm just, if I like something, I'm not willing to stay in the same place on it. I have to progress. And I think that probably came from like skateboarding as a young kid, because no one gets on a skateboard and just like lands a trick. You try hundreds of times or for years before you get something and then you get it and then you have to go perfect it. And then as you perfect it, you get better and better and better until it becomes, you know, habit. Um, so, yeah, so that's what, that's exactly what this analysis does. It looks at how gritty you are. And so you're going to walk away with, oh, my gosh, these are the things that I need to work on. Here's the most important one to work on right now. But I, what I also want people to take away from this is like giving themselves a high five. Oh, I'm a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 on these. Mm -hmm. I got to make sure I keep like leaning into these mm -hmm. and really doing these at a high level because these are important to keep me in, in the thrive category. Yeah. So it's just so, gonna give you clarity around what you need to do in 2023 and beyond. I love that. And maybe if we're lucky, like in like March, you can do it on the podcast. Let's, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. definitely do it. So, so you've, you've taken a look at the breakouts for people that are still listening from our crew of people and Tom Ferry. Outside of R2, let's not pick each other. What breakout are you excited to see? Or have you like picked another one? You're like, gosh, I have to go to that one. I, so I, I haven't narrowed it down yet, but this is, I, here's the process I go through. I do two things. Exactly what we identified at the beginning of when we started talking. I go back and look at my business plan and I look at what are the skills that I need to improve upon in 2023? What are the things I know my clients really need to work on in 2023? Who, what breakout sessions align with that? That's number one. And then the other thing I do, honestly, is I look at who's speaking, right? Yeah. So if, if I look and I go, oh, it's David Caldwell. I don't even know what he's speaking about, but he's good. I know I'm going to walk away with something good. Mm -hmm. So I'll go to those. So it's a, it's a combination of those two things. What do I need as a, as a coach and as a leader right now that's going to help me be mm -hmm. better and be better for my clients? And then also who's speaking? Yeah. That's how I well, decide. Do you, yeah. do you, you made your picks? No, it's too good. Like I look up and down this list and one, I'm just like so happy and proud because so many of our, my, my friends and I feel like I, mean, I have a lot of clients speaking, which I'm super excited about. Um, I have no idea, but I kind of do the same thing. I look at like, what do I need? Hey, what do I need in my business? Um, we're leaning more into canceled expires this year. That's a lead pillar we have not had the last couple of years on our business plan. That's a lead pillar we have in 2023. The other night, I spent an hour on the phone with Ben Black while he was driving somewhere and I was leaving jujitsu and we talked for like an hour. And um, I'm certainly going to try to go to his, right? Yeah. Because I want to see him and Carolyn talk about canceled expires and the language that they're using. And I know probably what they're going to say, but it'll be a nice reminder if I'm there with my, with my agent hat on. The right. reality is I'm going to prioritize going and watching my clients speak and supporting them. So I'm probably mostly going to be in my, my clients masterminds and I'm going to have so much FOMO of the ones that I'm going to miss because when I look at the list, if we're judging it on speakers, like how can you go wrong? Like they're just, 
there isn't a bad one for one. Um, if I'm looking at topics, look, we have basically a scaling track, a marketing track, an ops track. There's a track for everybody, right? And, and everything you can eat in your business. Um, so yeah, good luck. Good luck choosing which ones to go to, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's going to be but You different. know what else I would do? And so before the event, I'm actually doing a, a group call with my coaching clients. And one of the reasons we're doing the call is doing that divide and conquer strategy. Yeah. So it's like, oh, David, you are going to that breakout. Awesome. I'm going to go to those. Awesome. And then debrief on it later. I mean, yeah, we're going to get the recordings. But if you have your own little mastermind group, your little tribe that you lean on, see if you can divide and conquer and make sure someone in your group is going yeah. to each of the ones that are important, because then you can then you can hear from them. I always go back and listen to the recordings later. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. OK, one last one last takeaway from Janet Miller, and then we're going to be done. About events, about events, yeah. Or spending, how, using your time wisely. Who knows? Yeah. Do you just, give us some sage advice. Just exactly what the first thing I said when we got on is education without implementation is purely entertainment, right? So go to these events, have a blast, build relationships, know what you're going in for, what you want to get out of it, and then do something about it. Like that's, if I had to wrap it up in one, is just education without implementation is purely entertainment. Yeah. And I would have used my favorite quote, you know, which is what you do today is important because you're exchanging day of your life for it. Like, take it seriously. Don't get like drink water. Don't stay up too late. Like go and learn. And exactly what Janet's saying, like you have to implement, you know, there's no reason to go if not. So um, thank you, Janet. And if you're still listening at the 33 minute mark, like, and subscribe and check the boxes, do what you have to do so that you can hear these podcasts again, and we'll see you next time.